0: Welcome to She's Having an Episode, a podcast dedicated to TV's very best female characters. I'm screenwriter Laila London. I'm journalist
1: Ashling O'Leary.
0: And this week we are discussing a sensational show and character. But before we get to that, Ashling. How are you?
1: I am good. <laughs> it is- are you good, good? Are you good? Are you good? <laughs> <I'm> good. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesday and uh, it's warm. That is sensational because the weather, oh, geez, I feel like anytime time I get chatting, I'm always up. Look- it's because I have to look out the window and be like, what's the weather today? <laughs> uh, it was sunny. Now it's a bit gray, but it's warm. So summer looks like coming back. She and is
0: dictated <laughs> by the nature around her. Uh, (laughs) How are you, my love? I'm okay. Um, I've just got back from, not just, but loosely just, got back from Edinburgh uh, after partaking in a work trip that sort of descended into going to Fringe, which was excellent because it is my favourite festival in the world.
1: The best kind of work trip. Right? (laughs) Just like add some
0: comedy and some shenanigans with comedians into the work trip but yeah it, it worked out really well any good shows there was a number of good shows actually um I went to best of the fest for the first time which is sort of a midnight o'clock run through of some of the sort of shows of the week was and fun. every single person that performed was amazing I think it changes every week, but it's something I've never done out of the many times I've gone to fringe, and I think for any sort of first-timers, it would be an excellent thing to just introduce you to the variety of things. Just everyone has something very different and special to offer. Also went to, oh my god, what is what is the name of it? Let me look them up because they are actually worth the shout-out. Down, down, down. They are laughing stock comedy we had a great time all of them were amazing and then we were decided later in the night to go out to a rock bar and all of the comedians were there, and we just joined the group oh, and had stop. a great
1: rest of the night. You're in with the in crowd <laughs> it was so unexpected,
0: but they're also just the nicest group of Americans who were here to sort of showcase their talent in the UK. And it was yeah, it was fantastic. they probably
1: beside themselves. They were in Scotland. <laughs> I feel like the Americans
0: love Scotland. Oh my god, there were so many Americans in Scotland. It was like mm. too much. Actually,
1: I never hear yeah. my
0: accent until I'm around other. Americans that I'm like oh my god we're everywhere
1: yeah 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 and your action probably got like it was probably amplified I find that when I'm around Irish people I tend it definitely like comes out a bit more yeah yeah. there's a lot more y'alls coming out over the, over the course of that evening for sure yeah um, how about
0: y- exactly how about you my love
1: Yeah, I finally saw Oppenheimer, Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, no, definitely could have done with a half hour cut, but otherwise, really, like, it was very, very good. Uh, Killian, what a man, what an actor, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it was like overall really well cast. Emily Blunt, I mean, obviously great, but she had like, what, five minutes on screen? Like it was- No way! <laughs> no, I still haven't mean. seen it yet. I feel like the women's roles in it. They were like, Florence and Emily were phenomenal, but you know, they're, the, the moments they had on screen, they fucking brought it. They were there. Uh, you yeah. know, they just what they do with their faces, just, yeah. It was a film with a lot of men. But then, so to counteract that, I went to a naked (laughs) dinner party with a lot of women on Sunday.
0: (laughs) It really is a weekend of two parts.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, you'll be reading about it in the Times this week. (laughs) Woohoo. (laughs) yeah but yeah no it was this mad experience where uh yeah it's this new thing that seems to be taking the us by storm and they came over so yeah it's worth a shout out as well uh food f-u-d-e experience dot com yeah so it was just there with a bunch of other ladies and you know obviously it was just so strange to be in a room with a full stranger is completely naked Uh, (laughs) it's funny because even i just don't think i'd be the type even if i lived alone or as a partner i don't think i would have been the person to walk around naked now though my tune has changed and uh yeah i was just like why aren't we naked more this is so (laughs) enlivening and so i just yeah
0: i do think there's a lot to be said for non-sexual nudity isn't there yeah just does, the fact that we have, have bodies we're covering up and is it necessary when we're in our own spaces or should we mm. feel shame or
1: judgment of ourselves or others no no and that was it it was women of all shapes and sizes. like the thing is like i've been you know when i i go to my pool regularly and you see like i i, I get that sort of action all the time when i don't. <laughs> <laughs> Down what? the changing room, you know. <laughs> that pool is banning your membership now. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so by think, going to a dinner party, <laughs> where everyone, you're just naked. But yeah, it started off with there's meditation at the beginning, of course. To, um...
0: <laughs> because what would
1: Ashling's free time be without a little bit of meditation <laughs> yeah girl how else do you get out of your head into your body <laughs> but genuinely I was in my head until we did the meditation then I was like okay now I'm much more present and it is amazing how when you're just sat, when you're all naked and you're sat at a table f- and you're all naked. <laughs> just to reiterate, we were naked. There was no <laughs> <me today. Yeah. laughs> But it was, it totally just wasn't a non factor. You just, you are just connecting with faces. Also, it is, a, it's so strange because it's not a space where you're like, Hi, how are you? What do you do? It's, <laughs> it, it's, you just kind of go, you, you go deeper straight away. Immediately, it's mm. just like, well, because it is just like, well, how did you find out about this? What brought you here? Why are you here? Um, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, why does the word nudity immediately imply sex?
0: I just, I think it's our monkey brains, isn't it?
1: Would I think sex if I heard the word? No, I wouldn't. Um,
0: because but you also I... just went to a very enlightened nude experience. I think the average person will combine sex and nudity very quickly.
1: You're right, the average person, what do you know what it is? It's because I'm coming from an art historical uh, (laughs) lab. Precisely. And there was a lot of nudes we studied. So when I think nude, I think art. Mm. I don't think sex. Interesting. Because I'm just so shut off from that. (laughs) (laughs) Like that Catholicism really got in deep
0: with the art. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah yeah (laughs) but speaking of religion it's quite a lot to tie into with our character this week isn't there
1: there is there is uh... shall we dive into
0: the to the world of amina who's
1: yes yes All right,
0: by way of a, a little intro. We are discussing Amina Hussein from We Are Lady Parts. Amina, played by Anjana Vasan, is the PhD student come guitar teacher at the heart of this truly exceptional show. Over six short but sensational episodes, Amina is forced to navigate the cultural expectations of her family and friends while figuring out if she can actually be part of an all-female Muslim punk band without throwing up on everyone around her. As the lascivious yet lovable lead guitarist that inspired Bashir with a good beard, we couldn't help but go, well, she's having an episode. Now, Ashling." Hit me with those fun facts.
1: Yeah. So this TV show, she there it's she wanted to be as cinematic as possible. Hence why she she was a huge Jackie Chan fan growing up
0: um, and we're talking about nita Manzor, the creator and oh sorry yes, yes yes we are
1: because i'm in my head with these fun facts and i guess that not everyone else has read or research uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> hence me um yeah so but aside from jackie chan films other influences included this is spinal tap almost famous and also flight of the concords and the commitments Oh, literally,
0: all sensational touch points, and you can see that in the series from the get-go. Right, that it does not take sixty seconds to go. Am I am I watching a film? It's just a masterpiece, and every episode maintains that level of like cinematic perfection. It is so authored in Nita's version of music and film and relationships. Just incredibly cinematic, isn't it?
1: yeah yeah absolutely um so and Jana who performs as Amina she was on she was one of the first cast she's one of the first to walk into the room and they knew immediately that's (gasps) Amina I know and so and then everyone else kind of fell into place after that but I loved that she was one of the first that they saw Mm.
0: Uh, yeah it's a rare story isn't it actually like I think especially protagonists take months and months and months at times because they're they're on screen 90% of the time most of the time which means they have to be the most believable versions of that thing you've put on paper
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> and that's absolutely. a big risk yeah I And mean, yeah it's so true it's all it's often the opposite story and but no here they were like you, you're Amina, that's it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Mm. And so that actor, the person that informed her work the most, uh, particularly for this sort of role, which is very comedic, is Lucille Ball. Oh, that's an interesting reference. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm letting that percolate. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. She has the most expressive face, does Anjana and Lucille, don't they? could see yeah. why there would be a connection between them. That's so interesting.
1: Yes. I also got the Spice Girl names that they would give these <laughs> four women. <laughs> I'm obsessed that that's on the internet somewhere. I know. Um, <laughs> so Amina would be Scared Spice. Uh, ac- <laughs> no, Nita, Nita, Nita said scared, but then Anjana said, no, she'd be Weird Spice. Um yeah, then Sarah uh Sarah and Aisha would be Tortured Artist Spice. <laughs> mom Taz is Mysterious Spice and Bismarck would be Zen Spice. It's so accurate. I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yes. Also, um, so yeah, the series it contains both original punk songs and cover tracks, right? But they're yes. written and adapted by Nida and her siblings. Shez. Sanya and Benny. Really? Yeah.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah, she she grew up in a very musical household. <gasps> I the music, the original music in this show is I know, it's phenomenal. phenomenal. I'm actually yeah.
0: I'm so like impressed <laughs> that yeah. as well as writing all of these amazing characters, shooting this cinematic beauty of a TV show. She's also like, oh and yeah, I did the music. Great.
1: No worries. (laughs) I know. I know. Just one of those overachievers, clearly. Um, But this is a a woman who could have gone into law. Her family expected her to do a law conversion course and become a human rights lawyer. Fascinating. Yeah. She was like, no. I want to do filmmaking she's
0: so the sort of person I want to be friends with there's a lot of similar vibes in the in the interest levels of her life it seems she
1: is a massive sci-fi fan Leila is she (laughs) I I feel like you both would have so much to talk about (laughs) I love that so uh they're my fun facts for today Oh my god! Thank you, John. I do have another fun fact. I just love that like, this was like a thing. Like so they were shooting in Victoria Park. And apparently, Michaela Cole just walked past, and Michaela's like, <laughs> "Oh, hey guys! <laughs> no way!" Yeah. So, uh, Michaela said so she had worked worked with, with their producer, and she was like, "I can't wait to see it." Uh, so they, oh. already, they knew they already had a fan in Michaela Cole.
0: That's unbelievable, and for yeah, for reference, that's the amazing writer, performer, showrunner of "I May Destroy You," chewing gum, etc.
1: Also, yeah, Channel Four family, really, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I just having researched the various shows we're doing. Channel Four is honestly like the hotbed of serious creation. I just think the shows the commission, the writers they work with, are so good so brilliant so funny and just so yeah they're just very sharp and they're they are so clued into it because they are look at their they do have a younger audience their eyes always towards what is the future what is gonna chime with the audience mm. and because actually before we are lady parts there was a drop-off between the 16 to 25 year olds of something like 7.5 percent okay yeah so they were really hoping when they commissioned this series that it would help to bring that back up ah oh, that's fascinating do you know if it worked i don't have that report now
0: <laughs> I, was like, I was like let me look through my papers um, no but that that is interesting and it it's funny to think of the behind the scenesness of, I mean, lots of Channel 4 shows, right? I think they do take a l- little bit more of a chance on unexpected protagonists, untold stories that aren't necessarily attractive to a mainstream audience, like certainly not like an ITV audience or like a BBC2 audience, right? You always seem to find a story that feels a little bit more progressive a little bit more authored yeah you really do get the creators vision of their show i think at channel four which is a really encouraging thing
1: yeah absolutely uh dairy girls that was that was channel four i think and then this way up i'm fairly sure is channel four as well i think so yeah yeah all the
0: good ones man um that's so interesting Truly, truly, like nonstop peak television, Channel yeah. Four, and yet, and yet, still they struggle, don't they? God, this is a weird industry.
1: <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> I think it's because they're they're a broadcaster; they're not a streamer. Yeah, they, are, they really are relying on ad revenue, and yeah, I, th- I reckon there's a lot more pressure on them than there would be for a streamer.
0: Yeah, Ugh. yet somehow Channel Five makes it through the day. You
1: know <laughs> i don't think have i watched anything on channel five i don't think i have, <laughs> have you? i'm too
0: uh, no truly i actually just don't think they and this could be absolutely wrong this is my subjective view i don't think they invest in original programming and that is going to be someone's biggest cost
1: yeah but it's like if channel five dies who's really going to mourn the loss i mean obviously i mean okay obviously what's sad will be the jobs that are lost right but in terms of viewers watching channel
0: five. I think channel five has all of the daytime stuff that people love to watch, don't they? They have a lot of oh. mad interviewers. But maybe I'm i literally I don't watch terrestrial
1: television. <laughs> I'm like it's, it's Channel Five like <laughs> the shepherdess of Yorkshire or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're so off topic
0: okay yeah we are we'll bring it back we'll bring it back uh please do leave your favorite tv channels in our inbox thank you um okay no amina why do you love amina kick us off
1: amina i just i've never seen this girl on screen i i have and i haven't you know she's do you know what in a way she reminds me a lot of nicola coughlin from dairy girls she's so like just it, it 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 is the uh it's the comedic performance and um I just love how weird she is. I adore it. I we don't see enough of that person on screen. She's so, um. I just love how it opens with she's got like a arranged setup. She's meeting a guy, right, a potential suitor, and then it pans out to her parents, who are both like very, you know, they're dressed in normal clothes. The dad's in like shirt and jeans, and the mom is in a floral t-shirt and and you know the mom is not wearing a hijab and it's quite clear the daughter is the one who is um adhering to she is adhering to proper muslim cultural expectations uh of a woman as and her mom has clearly like just taken a different path (laughs) Exactly, and uh, but you know they're meeting a family who are clearly very strictly Muslim, and they question the fact. The mother brings up that she plays guitar, and then quickly she's like, "No, no, no, I'm only teaching kids for charity." And the mother's like, "Oh yeah, of course. Like you know, she can't she can't perform anyway. She's like cursed with diarrhea or thrown up in public whenever she plays." And then like, but the family are shocked. They're like, "Oh my god, you play music? That's not halal." And um, I find. I love the topic of religion but especially when when you have the younger person who's keeping a more orthodox approach to the parents i thought that is such a fascinating dynamic mm, i could not agree more and i think that opening
0: scene literally lays the groundwork for the entire series right we understand her stage fight we understand her commitment to her religion which is actually a really important theme for all of Lady Parts throughout the show. We understand also the fact that she has these intense sexual slash romantic fantasies. When she's seeing this very traditional man who's practically just staring her down like a potential piece of cattle, she starts imagining him with his shirt off and flames around him and she gets really caught up in like, oh, actually, maybe he's a little good for me He could be hot enough for me so she has this fire within her for lack of a better word that isn't in line with her own cultural expectations of herself um and yeah we see that in the first 60 seconds it's brilliant introduction Mm. to who that character is and where potentially she's going to go
1: (laughs) oh absolutely yeah and i just she's so funny like just um skipping forward to her first date with a her language sometimes it just go it just it's like pride and prejudice era um you know and it's just like oh and you know what's your intentions and uh for courtship and uh, then like saying something like i just I, I just remember hearing the word yonder uh <laughs> <laughs> so i live i live yonder my bus is yonder whatever and it's just like what is the, it's such a, it's such great writing yeah, and it's, it sort of
0: ties into the idea that so much of her life is about these fantasies, right? These fantasies for partners, these fantasies based on things that she's learned either in song or in film or in television. Like I, I could imagine that Nita and Amita are very similar as people because it feels like somebody who really is into their music, their entertainment. And lives their life almost through that lens. So, seeing things in big fantasies, talking in a way that may not feel comfortable, but feels romantic, because she would have maybe heard that in a Pride and Prejudice. And maybe she thinks that's how I talk to boys. So, so much of her sort of outward, I don't know, personality is built on these creative influences and it's just so special and it makes her so lovable because she's just trying everything on for size all the time isn't she she's figuring out what works
1: absolutely that is so true what I what I love watching her I see a bit of myself, like I absolutely, you know, grew up reading different novels and just imagining, oh, my God, who's going to be my Prince Charming? Uh, but Pride and Prejudice was a really big one for me. And I was like, where's my Mr. Darcy? And then obviously <laughs> Prince Jones comes along and it's like, oh, it's Colin first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing. We all we all have our own movies going on in our head. We do live in our own head and in our own fantasies, especially when I mean, she's oh, she is. She's twenty six, so I mean that is young. But you think like she kind of, in a way, she is kind of infantilized. Like she does still have, she's got such a youth and innocence about her that, mm. and the way like she acts towards men is something that you kind of see more so in sixteen year olds, um, sure. and so she does really remind me of a very young self um yeah you just live in your head and it's but also because like it's safer there but then yeah when when life does not go according to the script there are the challenges And that's it, isn't it? I think
0: one of the things that really strikes you from the get-go is that things probably aren't going to go right for her. Uh, Obviously, she has this intense stage fright, and that's actually the thing she's most passionate about, right? That's an enormous conflict. The thing she wants to spend most of her time doing, playing the guitar, being around music, is going to make her throw up or shit herself. The people she fancies will always put her into a friend zone because she has this very classic, detached male attractiveness that actually, yeah, you're right. A lot of young teenagers seem to feel most attracted to. So she's sort of setting herself up for failure in a lot of her interests and passions. But the way she's handling that is through these excellent musical fantasies, which means it's really enjoyable and really intimate to watch her go through these challenges and be funny and cute and all the best, all the best things. She's so likable. She's just, she's just the best. She's the best
1: character. (laughs) Yeah, no, she absolutely is. She steals the show. Uh, Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's like really great themes. Like, you know, is Nor a toxic friend? It's Nora Toxic Friend. I feel like she means well. It's a really
0: complicated one, isn't it? And I think one of the I mean, obviously, with Lady Parts, she has four very strong female Muslim women around her that maybe she hasn't experienced personally up until that point. Because her best friend is this very traditional girl with very traditional values, is trying to sort of teach her how to be a good Muslim wife to be, in a sense. She's constantly telling her what she should wear and how she should act and sort of impressing the vision she has of her religion and her womanhood. on. Uh, Amina, but it's a difficult one because it is toxic to a degree, but you can also see that it's coming from a good place because she believes that's, you know, the reason all her dreams are coming true. The reason she feels happy in her relationship and looking for gold forks for her engagement party and all of these things that she's getting a lot of joy from. Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated one. And I think it's very realistic to life, isn't it? A lot of us come from different sort of structures and things we want for our own lives. And it's hard to to support other people if they want something very different. And I mean, it's not very vocal about that either. So I think while Noor's ideologies definitely wouldn't match up to my own, she is thinking she's being a good friend (laughs) to a degree
1: i think it's such a credit to the writing to see Nora is a really very nuanced character very complex and i love seeing that on screen because she really gets at she depicts a friend who clearly means well but it's just so she's so staunch in her beliefs that she can't really she can't let go and the thing is like why should she have to like she believes what she believes and she is happy enough in that she's happy with her life she's happy with her past she's happy with the choices she's making and i think you know what we view as oppressed is not necessarily our decision to make for them Mm. and because that is someone else's culture but I think that the interesting thing about them is they share their culture,
0: right? So mm. they just come at it from very different spaces. And I think Amina is in this journey of self-discovery that she feels a lot of guilt about. She's hiding the fact that she's in lady parts from her. And it's only until that article is released that sort of outs the fact that she's not running off to spend time with the boy, but has actually been in a punk band for weeks and weeks that you see nor really hurt, not necessarily because it's a punk band, but because she's been lied to. It's so specific. And so relatable, right? That you think really the problem that this person or this group of women who seem to circle around Noor all the time, the issue there is that they will judge her. They'll say she's not a good woman. She's not a good Muslim. She's not like them. But actually, it's the lie that hurts Noor most of all. Yeah,
1: the lie hurts Noor. I also think what I don't agree with is the fact that and this goes across. This is global, and the fact, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that ultimately the man is the path. Getting a man is the ultimate path. You know, once you have a man and they get married and settle down, and have babies. And it's just like, you know, the issue here is the lie. But it's also like, you know, she can't stand and watch her friend claim her truth. And I don't stand you know, like I can't stand for the fact that it's you know I I just in a way I'm like I'm like what a good friend this is so fucked up but it's just like you know when um it's toward, it's like the final episode where um Amina's going she just like she's quit the band and she is and you know she decides that she wants to get back on the right track and oh my god i got so distracted by that band i need to get back to my true values which is to find a husband and settle down and uh that's where true happiness lies and so you know cue some dates set up and then nor actually like sits at a table while your one is on these dates you know just to like check that she's okay obviously like a, a bit of a chaperone like she is a bit of a like you know Mommy friend, Um, (laughs) but I was just like, What friend, like, who does that today? I don't know. Like, I was just like, Imagine me asking you, Oh, I'm gonna go to the States. Do you want to, like, go and sit in the background? Of course, I want to go. I'm actually saying this out loud. I'm like, What am I saying? Of course, Layla would go.
0: I will write your notes I will cue your conversation I will I will be there count me in
1: I know but and I just I don't know there's part of me that's like I love that Nora is there for her and does Mm. show up when she needs her
0: that's it she just shows up in a way that's also a little hurtful and a little Mm. condescending and that's complicated like that's the nuance of people isn't it like I really do think all those characters think they're doing the best at all times. And that's why they're all great characters.
1: Exactly, because um, yeah, this is, I remember like listening to some podcasts with Brene Brown and it was just, she just said like, imagine if you told yourself that when you look at someone that they're doing their best. And that was a real like, wow. Like like, Brene talked about it being like, this is a real aha moment for her.
0: Mm.
1: And And I remember like going into work the next day and because there was someone who was very difficult. And I just remember like thinking, just saying that to myself over and over. And then like, you know, things went on, that person left. And then I found out that yes, they were struggling. And mm. the way they acted, it was a poor way, you know, they could have acted better, but you know, obviously the person was not operating from the best case at that time. Mm. It's a fundamental
0: truth, isn't it? I do think there are some bad eggs out there who do not act with their best interests or other people's best interests at heart. But most of the time people are (laughs) functioning from experience and learned behavior and trying their best. (laughs) That is the universal truth to humanity.
1: yeah 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 absolutely
0: yeah speaking of universal truths amina as a capricorn <laughs> because oh my god yeah so capricorn
1: so but this much
0: is sense. the problem okay so i'm a capricorn we know this i do not identify with my star sign whatsoever but every time i tell someone i'm a capricorn they're like you're you can't be And then I see this character on screen, again, in that first, you know, 60 seconds, be like, hi, my name's Amina Hussein, Capricorn. And I'm like, no, it's more of that. It's more of the personality that I do not identify with. Basically, um, this is me just shouting out, like, the universe is trying to trick
1: me into believing that I'm weird (laughs) and quiet and reserved. Uh, The thing is, she, it's funny because she might present that outwardly, but... Oh, once you get to know her she is not any of those things like she's not quiet she's not shy. like she's very she's quite vocal got opinions and mm. well ugh, I mean she, she'll kind of present them in a tiptoe way like when she was trying to change the lyrics on what was the, Voldemort with the, Voldemort what?
0: is under my headscarf
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah which um, is a great song but she is trying to turn it into like happiness under my headscarf
1: and like all the pure things (laughs) girl what is pure under that headscarf like dirty thoughts about being ravished <laughs> right
0: yeah her yeah. headscarf is filled with
1: filth <laughs> mm,
0: yeah erotic <laughs> um, filth. right <laughs> yeah but no i i do think it's uh, and maybe this just, is just my small capricorn ramp but i just think we need more <laughs> representation of capricorns not being so what's what is the main characteristic of a capricorn people stubborn people are just, Stubborn, that's true. I am stubborn. Oh girl, yeah, you are. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but also very like careful and considered and all those things. But I don't think I'm that. You're anyway. A, yeah, you are. You're a considerate person. <laughs> um, anyway, Capricornism aside, just thought I would have a small rant there. Um, let's talk about being a tortured artist and how that is part of her personality too, actually.
1: Hmm, that is a good, good lens and your Nina the tortured artist, yeah, because she refuses to acknowledge the fact that she's an artist, uh, I think that's part of the journey here on this mm. show, it's like admitting you want to be a writer, like once you cross that threshold it's like, ah, oh, freeing, Um, <laughs> but yeah, she has to go on this journey and like these women come into her life to help her see herself for who she is. And they have so much patience because they know what lies underneath. And um, I love the it's pure love, talent. Pure raw talent. <laughs> and Syra is great. She, you know, brings us to an open mic night. It's to do a spoken word event as well. It
0: is, and it's um, Bisma's husband that runs it. That, mm. that scene genuinely- Yeah. Oh. I know it's just, she basically has a breakdown and she's like the band is like Godzilla and that's funny obviously out of context but you truly see in that moment how much stage fright is affecting her and I think it's quite uh an intangible thing it's a comedic thing up until that point and then you really see it take over her body the fear and the emotions behind the fear um Asaira is an excellent friend for pushing her to do it because it gives her this massive release right it does help her absolutely mm. but no one else in her life is going to push her to face those parts of herself either so it's a like an incredibly fortuitous thing that she tried to go on a date with this fantasy boy uh asan and ended up in a rock band
1: <laughs> oh yeah i, I it's I, but it was re-watching the show to remind myself what happened um yeah, I totally forgot that was how she got into the band. I was like, "That's the <laughs> that the funniest meet cute. Like it was meant to be a meet cute. Like, a, a, what it was like? It was a, it was many meet cutes. Mm,
0: definitely, it really ties into. That Again, that underlying thing that's pushing her forward, right? She, she, she really wants a husband. <laughs> Actually, the thing that she's telling herself over and over is like, got to find my dream husband, got to have enough fantasy to believe that this man in front of me, whoever it might be, is the one. Um, and it literally sends her running down the street with a flyer he's handed out, uh, nice. being like... I'm not even really noticing that I play guitar and they're looking for a guitarist. I just want to find that man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the irony of the show. Sometimes I just it's so good. You with know, she's uh trying to get these uh kids that they perform it's um they're performing for they're raising money for Syria. And she's <laughs> like basically the lead guitarist gets sick and so she has it's like between the other two musicians like one of them has to do a solo and they're both like get incredibly nervous and then they're like miss you're gonna have to do it and she's like no 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 i only teach and they're like don't you care about the children (laughs) 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 and um it's just it's just so great uh because it's so true she's just she's being such a hypocrite you know she teaches but she can't perform Mm. and you know because it's it's the such the opposite it's like what you can't do teach right but she can do she refuses to though so she teaches instead
0: yeah it's interesting too isn't it because I've actually never thought about the if you can do teach sort of logic behind it all but maybe she's trying to convince herself that she can can't because she's also incredibly intelligent right I think that's another string to her bow that's so interesting to watch like we have this boy crazy 26 year old and if you sort of wrote that down on paper the average you know end to that sentence is and she's not super bright but she's really trying to find the one whereas you have a PhD student who's very capable very together sort of has this life plan all figured out in her head and she's boy crazy and she's an amazing guitarist and she's forgetting the passionate parts of herself i just or or trying to hide them right trying to hide the things she's most passionate about she literally hides her you know don mclean poster in her closet so only her best friend sees it uh it's like the things that she doesn't like, she's trying to convince herself she's not capable of. She's trying to teach because apparently those who can't do teach. It's very like yeah. psychologically <laughs> too much, this assessment. But, <laughs> but I think it's, uh, it's it goes into this this complex person who's trying to convince herself of different wants and different needs and hiding the thing that she's clearly most talented at and passionate about.
1: Because I think the thing is, once you say yes to a gift, you are in for a bumpy ride. Strap on that seatbelt because it is a really, you have a responsibility to the gift. You got to nurture it. You got to water that plant. You got to watch it grow. She's in a Muslim women, all women, punk rock band. And ultimately, for Muslim women, watching them to see that up on a stage they'll be so empowered by that it's something Mm. that they don't see and it makes them think wow i can do that too and and that is a responsibility you know being able to be that beacon is that what they say (laughs) i think i think be that beacon works yeah 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 and uh because also when you say yes to a gift to especially if you're an artist to be honest, you could be an artist in anything you do. You're going to strive hard to better yourself and improve. And and also nothing will ever really be enough. You'll never be Mm. fully satisfied. And she is perfectionist.
0: Yeah, she is. Yeah. I mean, you have to be to be that talented too, don't you? Because there's, there's talents that are sort of God given, for lack of a better word. And then there are things that you work hard to be talented at. And learning the guitar is not something you just pick up and you, you know, smash from the go. That is hours and weeks and years of sitting in her bedroom, probably playing American Pie and hoping she'll become talented at. And she hides that skill. Also, because it's stage fright, right? If she is not afraid, then she has to succeed. Maybe that's a manifestation of stage fright, in a sense. I find stage fright really interesting. Have you ever had stage fright?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I would get stage fright when I used to perform. I used to play piano. Um, I I can still play piano. I mean, thing is, I don't have a piano, so I don't practice. (laughs) Ergo rusty as fuck so um <laughs> but when i would perform in recitals or competitions and i was younger my fingers i would get quite stiff and like kind of clam up into myself and oh. it was but i had to, to learn to relax also i did a bit of debating uh, in secondary school and i would definitely yeah as soon as i stood in front of the crowd it was so nerve wracking. Yeah, Aww. yeah. I would just get so red, very flustered and I'd be rushing my speech. And I've learned that when you talk really slowly, it <laughs> can do right <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> and we clearly take that into this podcast because we talk at 300 <laughs> miles an hour, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that but recently dream. I was speaking with someone and they were speaking so quickly. I honestly thought I was listening to some WhatsApp voice message times two. I was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You are stressed. <laughs> mm. and it, it does have quite a
0: unnerving effect on yourself to be at speed and people around you, right? So then you're feeding off of other people's energy. And it's just this sort of nasty cycle that is impossible to break out of once you're that deep in it.
1: I don't know if if I'd spoken slowly in response, if they would have taken note. I just think, (gasps) they, you know know what I mean? It was just like, they were deep in their cycle of thoughts. And Mm. yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I know next time I talk to somebody who talks, Hella fast! I'm gonna really slow my words down. Just I'm gonna, a,
1: I'm gonna try the weird psychological. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go to a party soon? Let's go to a party. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Ashley needs to get leave the cage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's so interesting. I I similarly. I think I've always had nerves. I've never had stage fright like Amina level of throwing up or feeling like, you know, it's something that I will panic about. Um, but in high school, I definitely never, ever, ever, ever raised my hand because I had like, talking fright, like talking in front of other people, which I know is bizarre to hear now because all I do is talk at people. Uh, I I truly was always like, I would just wish somebody else would answer whatever it was. Like I really did not want to be heard ever. And I definitely had a level of anxiety when I had to like do a presentation, I would always be the last person. I remember in my like freshman year of high school It was the first year I'd been back in America for a while. Um, for the listeners, I grew up between the UK and US. Um, and it was a very big high school and I was put into like the gifted and talented class, but we had to read poems that we had written on some subject I can't remember. And I knew I had a good poem, right? I really made sure that I researched it I think it was a poem about like the inner deepest thoughts of a bully and why they were bullying another person it was like I oh, wow. spent a lot of time on this poem how old were um, you I would have been 13? 13 13 13 wow what
1: an assignment
0: (laughs) oh no it was just to write a poem that's just me being like and that's the weird subject I chose oh Um,
1: right okay I thought the teacher was like you have to write about the inner thoughts of a bully
0: (laughs) that would have actually been a really good I know I'm like that's a
1: great assignment any teachers listening you assign that to your kids it'll make them think (laughs) Oh. right but this is it so i i was like oh
0: that's a really interesting subject like i spent all this time i got
1: the words that couldn't rhyme to sorry should be the other rhy- way around any bullies should think about the other person sorry i got that totally wrong yeah. <laughs> either way it is a fascinating subject anyway sorry i interrupted continue <laughs> no no no. but but that's it so i was really like gas. i was
0: like this is good i objectively know it's good I will be fine. And I remember sitting in that class being like, please do not call my name. For so long, everyone had gone up and it was like, okay, who's left? And I didn't put my hand up. And she had to read through her list of students, because it was like a new class, anything, and then be like, "Uh, you haven't done it. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't. That's the level of fright. Like I could literally be like, if I'm just silent, I could just hand the poem in and then I'll not have to read it out. But that that was like definitely my version of stage fright. I don't know where it came from because girl loves to sing. Girl loves to dance. Don't know what it's about. So when it's,
1: do you think it's because when you're performing, it's a stage persona situation and you're performing? Mm, maybe. Maybe. Because I feel like I I was a total opposite. Like, I love putting my hand up in class. I love, I, and I loved, you know, when a teacher called my name, I loved that. I loved, like, <laughs> I loved reading out my work. I was such a nerd. I loved, loved it. I loved school and I loved, especially English. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, and because I studied, I was like, I, I did the work <laughs> yeah I know Lots a fucking nerd boss hey but it, in a great way I love that we're so
0: opposite too and actually so similar <laughs> as people generally
1: <laughs> yeah we had very different paths <laughs> oh yeah very different and yet here we
0: are yeah but that's also it. I think one of the best moments of the series is not her like completely getting over her stage fright, but the first time she performs without throwing up or having a massive sort of breakdown is them doing a cover of nine to five which is one of my favorite songs of all time and i'm just mm. like of course it's dolly that gets her through Just, like, just beautiful writing just mm. so
1: do you think dolly has seen the show oh my god i hope so
0: mm. i think yeah. it would be something dolly would love
1: right i imagine it is but the thing is the ratings this show critically has done so well. It has got, you know, 100% reviews across the board, like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and Netflix and all those different ratings. Just everyone's talking about it. It has really caught a lot of people's attention. And also just goes to show, you don't need to keep showing negative, you know, Muslim people these negative connotations. That's all we see on screen. We only Mm. ever get negative uh, depictions. And so to see a show which just shows them as, normal people living human lives who have the same problems that everyone else does. Absolutely. I think that's one of
0: the special things about it being so interconnected to music as well right like this is not only just music but a punk band it's unexpected based on a stereotype that we see so commonly do you think it's a shame that those cultural limitations are so specifically aligned to certain races and backgrounds and all the rest like the stereotype even with rap and r&b being a black thing is just so absurd and i think shows like Dave pushed past those ideologies too which is great. Um but also I really love that the first sort of fantasy performance we see from Amina is a country song. Like she's in the yeah. closet. It's, it's so her nice. next yeah. to her Don McLean poster doing country. And it's such a great moment and we really do get a chance like with all musical things to see deeper inside her experience and more about who she is as a person but it's unexpected and it's special and for representation i think it just does wonders
1: mm, yeah yeah absolutely god you're so right about the country music defying expectation because it's not my it wasn't my go-to growing up american country but it is yeah it is great <laughs> i i got two thumbs up for country over here <laughs> yeah yeah with their country boots. <laughs> you know
0: yeah it is it is totally expected of me though so <laughs> it should be like I also yeah. am very interested in punk rock uh, mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's one of the best things I yeah I think the the music sort of punctuates all the messages that Anita is trying to get across in this show, but it's done with such comedy and such heart that you never feel preached at. You never feel like, oh, I'm watching something with the intention of showing lots of different Muslim women in their spaces. Mm. You're just enjoying these great characters and this world and these romances and the journey they're on to succeed in the way that each of these individual women want to succeed. I think it's really beautiful
1: yeah and that and also shows again to credit to the creator nida she was extremely aware that she she couldn't write for everyone you know she like there was some muslim women who did not like the show but she was just like do you know what i can only write what i know and my experiences and that's just what i'm gonna do and she, she she stuck to her guns and stuck to her truth and like has I think that's, that's a credit to you know, authenticity to stick to that. And, you know, you will find your north. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Agree. Um, Um, Any final thoughts on Amina? No final thoughts. Just, I would love more. I would, I was thinking, again, back to that thing of, of, you know, TV series should be at least six seasons and a movie. I would love to see movie of we are lady parts and they're gonna go to south by Southwest in (laughs) texas and she uh they're gonna meet their like her country music heroes oh my god
0: that would be so fun oh my god (laughs) i love how every time we're like the movie version is them going to america
1: (laughs) america but it is undeniable the influence that Bloody Place has on I all know. these TV series. Like and it's the just, land of opportunity, right? You, I know, but it fucking annoys me because it's also a bloated whale. Like, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's had, I like the thing, and I say that with love because I also, I, love, I, people, I know people have a love hate relationship with that country, but I do. I love America. I can't help it. I just think. Uh, I mean, a lot of my life, a lot, you know, some big years are spent there and, you know, it's a big part of my family history. And I think it has so much freedom to offer in different ways and such beautiful landscapes. But honestly, it has such a chokehold when it comes to, well, I mean, that is loosening now, but on entertainment and pop culture, like it's, it's place in pop culture history is like inescapable and so hence in all the movies i've been thinking of so far america's had to filter in because we've been dealing with the world of celebrities and now with music
0: yeah i would like to see that film i would like to see them somehow go from like a D stage empty stage to like headlining south by southwest in some chaotic turn of female empowering events
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah what about you any final thoughts
0: i just agree as per usual and we can (laughs) end it there
1: (laughs) all right cool well Well, thank you my love thank you too thank you And that concludes this week's episode. We do sincerely hope you've enjoyed your stay. And if you have, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Just search for She's Having an Episode and hit that follow button. We love seeing your reviews too. So do take a moment to rate and review
0: the podcast if you have 30 seconds to spare. It really helps others discover our show and that will really help the show become better by the week. And if
1: you want even more, you follow us on our social media channels, which you can spell check in our show notes as well as our email address.
0: For any burning questions, future character suggestions and general good vibes. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Until then.